eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with hogsports.com coming to you from Hogsports Studio. Today on the show, we're going to obviously recap this loss to Mississippi State, look ahead to the importance of this game against Western Kentucky. We're going to take your questions because we've kind of not done that for a little bit because we've had so much stuff to talk to, so we've kind of missed your questions. So it's going to be a very question-driven show, talk about some personnel stuff with quarterbacks, C.J. O'Grady. We'll get into all that and more on Hogsports Live. want to remind everybody there's plenty of ways to watch and listen. You can watch on Facebook Live, always streaming live there. Usually do the show at about 2, 2.30 on Mondays, usually a little early, 11, 11.30 on Thursdays, and then after the game on Saturdays, and of course any emergency podcast we need to do if there is big-time news. So plenty of ways to watch and listen Facebook Live. Throw us a thumbs up if you haven't done so already, and follow the channel if you haven't done that. Share it with somebody you think might like it. I'm going to upload to YouTube immediately after, so be sure to subscribe to the channel and hit the notifications bell anytime that you're notified, anytime that we upload a new video, so you'll know uh, when we do that. Also on Apple Podcasts, throw us a five-star review if you don't mind. Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, uh, just about everywhere uh, you can find us now on hogsports.com. Also, This is big news. We've added CBS All Access to the package at hogsports.com. So right now, you can sign up for an annual subscription. It's billed $107.40 for the entire year, or that breaks down to $8.95 for for each month, basically. Uh, Or you can sign up for a monthly subscription at $9.95 a month. promise you're not going to be disappointed with that. And add CBS All Access, which is a $99 value annually, and you'll have that as long as you're subscribed to hogsports.com. That'll last the entire life of your subscription. So uh, that's a great deal that we're offering now, and uh, we think we should take advantage of that. A lot of interesting thing, things happening with Razorback football, obviously, not always on the positive side of things, but a lot of interesting stuff. Basketball season getting ready to start here on Tuesday with a game against Rice and Bud Walton Arena at 7 o'clock. And, uh, of course, there's always recruiting stuff. So uh, jump in at hogsports.com if you want the latest and greatest information and want to know what's going to happen, not so much what has happened. If you want to know what has happened, then we offer a lot of free content, and you should at least sign up for the newsletter or just visit hogsports.com to get some of our free content as well. So that's pretty much where we are there. So Arkansas going with John Stephen Jones at quarterback. This is big news. Obviously, if you look at the depth chart that came out prior to Chad Morris's press conference, it listed John Stephen Jones 1, K.J. Jefferson 2, so they made no bones about it. And uh, Ben Hicks and, and Nick Starkle are, you know, I guess pretty much done. I don't think we'll see those guys again. And moving forward, 
I want to ask you, did Arkansas make the right choice again? Because a lot of times we've seen this year, they've not made the right choice at quarterback. Probably should have started John Stephen Jones in this last game. You know, there are times where they probably should have pulled Nick Starkle sooner or started Ben Hicks over Nick Starkle. So they just seem like they keep making the wrong choice at the starting quarterback. Is John Stephen Jones the right choice? Is he the guy that's going to light a fire under this team? And I don't – and – Maybe too soon to say that. I mean, because if he comes in there and, and plays well, then, you know, everything changes, obviously. If he comes in there and plays well, then, yeah, people are going to get jacked up for him. But on the outset, are they going to be more excited about John Stephen Jones or K.J. Jefferson? Because I saw you had six freshmen in there on that drive with K.J. Jefferson, and they were excited. They were amped up. And we saw what he did coming in through a 32-yard pass, had a 22-yard run, five-yard touchdown run, didn't really get an opportunity on the second drive. I think he threw one pass, but Amante Spivey coughed the ball up, so we didn't get to see him again on that. But it's going to be interesting to see how they handle that. I mean, do they – first of all, we saw K.J. too late in this last game. We should have seen him earlier. He should have come in earlier if they had a package for him or whatever, but he should have come in the game earlier and, and shown some of that stuff. And then maybe – you know, things might have gotten rolling. Maybe we would have actually seen what they have. But they went with Ben Hicks, which was, which, which was a mistake, starting him. And then they brought John Stephen in, who did some good things. And then we saw uh, K.J. there at the very end. So are they going to mix it up where they rotate quarterbacks series by series, go with the hot hand? Is it just going to be a package deal with K.J. Jefferson? I mean, at least there's some intrigue for this game in that capacity, right? I mean, at least there's that. C.J. O'Grady's gone. No longer with the team. Arkansas's biggest weapon in the passing game right now. You might argue Traylon Burks could be up there, but regardless, one of the two biggest threats in the passing game is no longer with the team. O'Grady's had a rocky time in Fayetteville. I like CJ, but I, I can't say I'm just terribly surprised that it's gone this way. I mean, there's a lot of rumors out there that aren't true, by the way, about him like going to Coach Morris and saying, demanding that he start KJ Jefferson and stuff. I mean, I don't know where that came from, but that's crap. So don't come at me asking questions about that because it's just ridiculous. There are other reasons, though, for his dismissal. 310 people on here right now. And I'll tell you this the traffic at Hogs Force has been insane. And, again, I, I've said this before, but that just goes to show you how much Razorback fans care. You would think that traffic would drop off. People have been saying, like, I know it sucks for your business. The reason I'm pissed isn't because of my business. Business is fine. Razorback fans care. I mean, they're invested. They want to know what's going to happen. And that's not why I'm pissed. I'm pissed because the, the program's in the state it is. And I've said before, it's not all on Chad Morris. Plenty of it is. But it's not all on Chad Morris. It's, it's a lot. Which kind of brings me to my walk and talk Saturday because I had a couple of things that I had to correct. I said at the end, and guys, you got to remember, I mean, I might have, you know, gone over my head a little bit about the Ric Flair, how I was going to present that, the Ric Flair intro. But, you know, that's a very off-the-cuff, from-the-heart walk and talk. That's, I mean, I don't even know why I call it the walk and I guess because I'm walking and talking, but I just started calling that, and it's just like, well, why change it now? But I did say if Ty Story walks into Razorback Stadium – and beats Chad Morris, that could be really bad. Now, in, in the most poetic type of way, and I said in the darkest David Allen Coe, <laughs> the darkest David Allen Coe poetic way. Obviously, I met Edgar Allan Poe. I hadn't thought about Edgar Allan Poe in a long time. It's been a while, so um, a little bit of comedy there. Um, also, so my daughter calls me 
Sunday morning, bright and early. My wife and daughter were in Little Rock this weekend for a wedding. And she calls me bright and early. And she's like, she's looking at me like this. She's like on FaceTime. She's on FaceTime. She's like, Daddy, I am mad at you. You said Arkansas is the worst. And sometimes I'm guilty of maybe telling her that Arkansas wins when they don't, but I think she was taking it as the entire state. <laughs> but she was like, Arkansas is not the worst. And she was legitimately mad at me. And I was like, don't show this video to your kids. So for any kids out there watching now, Arkansas is struggling right now in football. But Arkansas is not the worst. It's a great state. It's, this is a once proud football program that can do much bigger things. It's a unique football program. People who tell you that they can't recover are just, they don't, they don't, they're living in the moment, okay? This program can recover. It can get back on solid footing. I don't know if it's going to do it with Chad Morris or not. We're going to see here coming up. Because if they lose this Western Kentucky game, it could be bad. So, kids. Arkansas is a great place. It is a hidden gem. It's the diamond state, the only place in the country where you can find diamonds is the state of Arkansas. So that's, that's impressive. It's a unique state, beautiful state. It can be a lot better, the football program. And that's what I'm talking about. So, Annabelle, if you're watching, I want you to know that you live in a great place that's capable of a lot more and that's underachieving as a football program. And I know that Arkansas people know that and feel that. I don't have to tell you. But any kids out there, Arkansas, it's not the worst. Okay. This was an interesting topic because one of the things I like about when we came over to 24-7 and the messages I got, you know, from Shannon Terry, you know, right off the bat about, you know, where this thing is headed, you know, is we don't want clickbait. We want you to click on an article or some content that we produce and full, feel fulfilled afterwards. And anybody who's doing clickbait type of content doesn't understand how the internet works and how search and stuff works, okay? You want to be creating content that people click on and feel satisfied, approve of, okay? So I had this article, this uh, my headline for my last video before the walk and talk was uh, about Chad Morris being on the hot seat. And this guy comes at me and he's like, oh, zzz, nothing makes me turn off a video more when the content isn't about um, you know, what the headline says. And I was like, it's a 45 minute video. You want me to spend the whole time talking about Chad Morris being on the hot seat? So it's either just do that, just talk about one thing the whole time or create longer headlines. I mean, anyway, I just found that comical. So I, I titled this, uh, what did I say? Arkansas mixing it up at quarterback and more compelling Razorback content. That covers a lot. Is this content compelling? Give me a thumbs up if you think it's compelling. All right. That's pretty much what I got, what I wanted to jump on there. So, O'Grady Dunn, did they start the right – Did they, are they starting the right quarterback with John Stephen Jones? I think they're at least moving in the right direction. But who's the future of this program? Is it John Stephen Jones or is it K.J. Jefferson? We're not playing for a bowl game here. We're playing for the future. Who's the future at quarterback with this program? Redid my uh, how Chad Morris compares with other second-year coaches, and I had four different tiers. I had two coaches in the fourth tier with Chad Morris, and I've moved, uh, moved that coach out. I believe it was – who did I have in there? Who's my fourth guy or fourth-tier guy? Oh, it was Chip Kelly. But Chip Kelly's one 
So Chip Kelly at UCLA, there's four and two in conference play now. So I had to move him out of that tier with Morris. They could go to a bowl game. So yeah, Chad Morris is all alone in the fourth tier now of coaches. I'll, I also got to create uh, correct this because I said eight coaches were hired in December to t- take over Power Five programs, but it was it was actually twelve. But eight of them took over for coaches that were fired. That's what I meant. And Chad Morris is doing. I mean, Arkansas is worse than all these programs. Even Oregon State. I mean, Oregon State has won a couple of games in a row. <laughs> I mean, Arkansas is the worst program right now amongst these 12 schools that, that replaced coaches in December of 2017. Willie Taggart fired at Florida State. Different situation a little bit. I mean, he was taken over for a program that was in good shape under Jimbo Fisher. I mean, they struggled a little bit that last year, but they were still 7-6. and six. Went 5-7 and seven last season, just lost at home 27-10 to Miami. I get it. I get why that decision was made. It's a little different situation. Arkansas was in worse shape heading into this season, heading into um, when Chad Morris took over, but they still should be better than they are right now. I mean, they, they can say what they want, but from the outside looking in, when you start off the season and you lose a four-point game to Texas A&M, you lose a four-point game to uh, – um, to Kentucky, you had the San Jose State loss, which maybe at the time you say, well, they just were, weren't prepared and they're going to pull it together. And they did against Kentucky, but they, they still fell behind. They should have won that game. And then, you know, you get just routed at home by Auburn. You get routed at home by Alabama, routed by Mississippi State, which had no business doing that against Arkansas. No business. 460 yards. John Chavis got a little fired up today. You know, I just asked him about, are these kids fighting for you? And he got he got kind of fired up, which he tends to get when I ask him questions for some reason. But he got fired up, and I would just say, I mean, John Chavis is making a million and a half dollars a year, and this program is last in the SEC. They don't have any linebacker inside linebacker commitments. I mean, a million and a half dollars a year. And I know he's right. This thing was broken when they came in, but I've seen worse defenses that don't give up 460 yards to one of the worst teams in the SEC. I mean, I don't think people are asking for a whole lot here, John. I mean, I appreciate that he's fired up, but, I I mean, I don't know that he's been in a situation like this in his 42 years of being a coach, 30-something years of being a coordinator in this conference. I mean, you look at what he did at Tennessee, obviously had more talent, had more talent at LSU, a dip down in talent at Texas A&M, and the results weren't as good, and the worst talent he's had – I've seen teams with this kind of level of talent before that perform better on defense. I know they're very young. They are. 460 rushing yards. They're giving up more rushing yards than anybody in the SEC, more points, more total yards. About the only thing that they're – I think they're 10th in the SEC in passing yards given up. But this is the worst defense in the SEC. It's the worst defense in the SEC. Okay, people, 448 people on here right now. Have I covered everything I want to cover? Just on the outset? Let's make sure. Oh, I wanted to bring this up. So, Arkansas is distributing about 55,000 tickets per game. I'm gonna, I, I can't remember what it was early in the year, but let's say it's about 55,000 per game. So, at least about 21,000 seats left. When you consider how much tickets cost and average it out, 
just on the people that haven't bought tickets, you're looking at probably about $10 million a year just in Fayetteville games, not including the Arlington game or the, the Little Rock game, but you're talking probably about $10 million a year that Arkansas is losing by not selling out tickets. Okay, maybe they shouldn't sell out tickets, but they should come close to it. That's not including concessions either. Arkansas is losing a lot of money right now through an apathetic fan base, and it's not just people not showing up. I mean, you consider concessions because there's not 54,000, there's 54,000 tickets distributed. There's not 54,000 fans in that stadium because a lot of people just aren't going that have tickets. So then you start talking about the concessions. Everybody's getting a drink. Everybody's getting one of those ridiculously priced drinks or, you know, ridiculously priced beer that's just marked up so high it's ridiculous. So everybody's getting that. I mean, that's a lot of money that they're losing every year because people are apathetic. All right, that's pretty much what I want to cover. I want to get to your questions now. 17 minutes in. It's just going to be me today. I just wanted to wanted to answer some questions because the last couple of videos I've done, I haven't gotten to that. Sarah Hall says, I would love to see K.J. Jefferson start. Not going to happen this game. It wouldn't surprise me to see it happen eventually. Okay? It wouldn't surprise me to see it happen eventually. Nick Hartzell said, JSJ threw an amazing touchdown pass, but K.J. is a true, true dual threat. John Stephen gives you some dual threat capability. You know, he adds that different dimension. And that, I mean, you're basically got to defend an extra person when you have a running quarterback. And both of them can give you that. KJ is going to be more dynamic. John Steven might be a more consistent passer. And I think we saw what I was talking about with KJ. You know, he threw – it wasn't a great pass to Traylon Burks, but he put a guy in position to make a play who is a playmaker in Traylon Burks, right? He put him in position. So that's positive, obviously. You know that you can go to this guy and, and let him make a play. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. He had that pass out to the flats that was just like way overthrown. And that's what he does sometimes. And I think part of it is him reworking his mechanics. He came to Arkansas. When I saw him in camp last year, I guess, he had a little bit of a hitch, which means he's just bringing the ball straight up like that. There's no, there's no whipping motion. He doesn't point the ball backwards, right? But he's, he's changed that. He's worked on that. They do say it takes like three hours to correct it for every hour that you've been doing it the wrong way. That's what they say anyway. I don't know if that's actually true. But that could be a reason that he, you know, is kind of wild here and there with his passing. But I think you can have a mix of John Stephen Jones and K.J. Jefferson. I definitely don't want to see just like they go with John Stephen for this long extended period, then we see K.J. in the fourth quarter or something like that, you know. I want to see – let's see the package. Let's see it early. Let's see it at the goal line. It's time for KJ. 
Everybody knows that, okay? KJ, I think, is the future of this program. I don't know that John Stephen is, and that's not fair to John Stephen because we haven't seen enough of him out there. But I just think about the energy that people had, and I think about what KJ's upside, his potential could possibly be. So if that's what we're talking about, getting ready for next year, preparing for next year, I'm not sure it's not time to ride him. But let's see what he does. I mean, obviously Ty Story's coming in this this weekend. I mean, I don't have to tell you guys that could be really bad if Ty Story walks out of here with one more SEC win than Chad Morris has. And I do feel like I, – I feel like this team has taken steps backwards. I mean, you've played better teams and performed better than you are right now. Mississippi State has no business marching into Fayetteville and whipping them the way they did. And they could have beat them worse. Last year, they tacked on a little extra touchdown there at the end. This year, they took a knee. But they could have put it up in the 60s against Arkansas if they wanted to. Matt Gulledge says, not sure why Chavis is at the end of the tunnel with Morris's. Oh, sorry. Okay, let me scroll down a little bit. We got a lot of content. Trey, what's the deal with the rumors of why Norvell may not be considered? I mean, I've heard rumors too, but they're rumors to me. I'm not going to just spread rumors just to spread them. Terry Roy says, I don't believe these coaches watch film. The team is never prepared. I'll say, Terry, it feels like it's an experiment every week, and this week is an experiment as well. We're going in experimenting with K.J. Jefferson, going in with John Stephen Jones. It feels like an experiment again. You know, I'll tell you something else that's been a little disappointing is like Jalen Catalan's going to play Saturday, and that's going to be the last time we see him all season because they put him in for a kneel down. They put him in for one special team play. They put him in for some light action somewhere. So he's literally just barely played. And if they play him more than this one game, which he is going to play, then he'll burn his red shirt. I just – I don't get that. I never, I didn't get it when it was happening. Devin Bush, Jalen Catalan come in for the last play, the last series against Ole Miss when they're just taking a kneel. Why? Just totally. It's just, hey, yeah, this is your game. Throw it away. It's a throwaway. It's a mistake. I don't care how it's painted. It's a mistake. How big of a crowd are you expecting this weekend? It is Senior Day. It's the last one, but I mean they're going to announce they're, they're going to announce fifty something. Tickets distributed, 54,000 tickets distributed, something like that. Long-term, John Stephen Jones isn't the answer. Probably not. Let's give him a chance. I mean, I feel the way you do, but let's give him a chance, T.J. Muller. Rick Taylor says, Trey, could you be on the search committee? Seriously. <laughs> well, I mean, we'll cross that bridge when it comes to it, and I don't think it's a guarantee that there's going to be a coaching change. I mean, he still has three games to prove himself if you want to say it that way. But I will say this, if it comes to that, I will definitely outline my thoughts on what I think Arkansas needs in the next head coach, if it comes down to that. I've never been one to, like, say – I did one time, when John Pelfrey was at Arkansas, that was probably the only coach I said, this, this guy's got to go. That's probably the only time I've done that. Okay, I didn't do it with Brett. I'm not doing it with Chad. I'm just – that's not my position to lobby for coaches to be fired. So I'm not going to do that, okay? And I said before, there are a lot of things. I think Chad does have a lot of good qualities. Answering questions in press conferences isn't one of them. Winning football games hasn't been one of them. But I do respect what they did, and they work. I mean, it's not like he's just, like, lazy. You know, there are coaches that have come through here, and I'm just like, you know, this guy's just lazy. But Chad is not lazy. He's just maybe – 
not working smart. I don't know what it is. Working harder, not smarter. I, I don't know, but he, he, the guy does work. And he does market the program well. Now, I don't think the Club Dub thing was marketed particularly well, obviously. But, uh, and they do get out and recruit, and they do bring in players, and they are proactive. These are all positive things that he does, okay? And that deserves recognition along with um, some of the things they do that are, are incredibly disappointing. And that's the truth with a lot of coaches on staff. Barry Lunny Jr., I don't want to see Barry go anywhere. I don't see Justin Stepp, Jeff Trailer. I mean – some guys that really do a good job on this staff, but I just think that they're – if I had to guess, I would say there's probably division in the locker room. You know, the players not taking things seriously from their head coach. I mean, the results say that. I think maybe there's younger players and older players. I think there was definitely – you know, the players, they came out with that when the, the new Arkansas, all that stuff came out, and the older players, there was some like, what's this stuff about? And then they kind of acted like it's a joke chill it's a joke nah it wasn't a joke I don't believe that I think there was some dissension coaching change won't happen too big of a buyout says Jay Harris I think that's definitely something that's standing in the way there's no question I will say though you know like I mean, let's just say it if they lose the Western Kentucky game and they lose out and they only have two games you guys have been around for a while, know what a toxic offseason is like. And it can get very toxic. And, you know, I mentioned the stuff with, you know, not selling enough tickets, how much that's resulting in. You don't want to make a mistake. You know, it, it, it's, come, it's going to be Hunter Juracek's choice. I mean, it's not going to come down to board and all that stuff. It's going to be up to Hunter Juracek to make this decision. And it's not a decision I envy. It's not a good situation either way. Either way, there's I don't know that there's a good choice, whether it's keeping Chad Morris, whether it's, you know, firing him and going after another guy after two years. I just don't know. I don't know that there's a good answer here, but it just doesn't feel like things are heading in the right direction, does it? How toxic it is on the hit. So, okay, it's all over Facebook. The KJ or the uh, thing about CJ demanding KJ, that's not true. Anybody who says it's true doesn't have correct information on that. It's not true. Hicks should have been on the bench after the first quarter. I agree with that. I mean, they've made some decisions with quarterback. They've, they've misplayed, they've mishandled quarterback. I mean, I wonder what this team looks like right now with Ty Story at quarterback. I mean, I, I, I was right there with everybody and said, you know, that they brought in two quarterbacks who are better than the quarterbacks they have last year. It's an obvious upgrade, but it's not. It hasn't been. You look at their numbers compared to Ty Story and Cole Kelly last year, they're not any better. They're not any better. And I think that's what people have people so frustrated. So what does this team look like in year two with Ty Story learning and running this offense? They probably would have won some games. And that makes you say, I mean, was this quarterback situation mishandled from the get-go? It might have been. might have been. I'll say this too, Connor Nolan. Would Connor Nolan have started games for him this year? He probably was the most talented quarterback on the roster last year, just didn't have the experience. What's his team look like with Connor Nolan at quarterback? I mean, there are a lot of things. I mean, that's the most important position on the field, and a lot, so much of it comes down to it. I mean, we can point to you know all these problems stuff. If they had a good quarterback, and maybe KJ was the answer the whole time. Maybe they should have just. I mean. The Nick Starkle, or excuse me, Nick Marshall offense at Auburn, they could have run that with KJ here. 
I mean, it worked at Auburn. I mean, it's just basically a few plays here and there. Jay Harris says, I think Norvell at Memphis would be a good pick. Leach is not coming to the University of Arkansas. I mean, there's a few guys. Um, Mike Leach would come to the University of Arkansas, I believe, Jay. I think he was ready to come last time. I mean, you look at Washington State, and they're they're limited. You know, people say Arkansas is limited on what they can do. I don't. I don't. I believe Arkansas. There's a way to get around some of those things when you talk about the population. But Leach would have come to Arkansas. I mean, that stadium in Washington State is the smallest stadium in the Pac-12. It's like thirty thousand. There's a higher ceiling at Arkansas. I believe he would come to the SEC. Um, there's some other guys. I mean, Norvell's been mentioned a lot. Um, you know, Matt Rule at Baylor. If Rule had the stones to go to Baylor, would he not have the stones to come to Arkansas if they were willing to pay for it? I mean, um, Matt Campbell. Matt Campbell's another one, you know, at, at Iowa State. You know, as Iowa State, they have a ceiling there also. Bob Barnett says, okay, I'm going to be honest. I can't stand him. Ken Harris says, Morris is the OC. James Brumfield says, Trey, did you go to Sheridan? Yeah, I went to Sheridan class of 96. Matt Manor says, what are your thoughts on Morris losing this team? I think that there has been some splintering with this team. I think it's obvious with the results. I think it's obvious. Now, can he pull them together for this last stretch? I, right now, I don't think so. And this game depends. This, this game determines a lot. I mean, there's, <laughs> there's no reason to sugarcoat it. What are your thoughts on – oops, sorry. What are your thoughts on more um, – sorry, I lost it. I need to scroll down a little bit. Trey, could you could it be that Arkansas had a roster that should have never been in Division One, much less SEC, such a great recruiting class? Would you agree that we have better athletes on the roster now compared to the other coaches you mentioned? Just curious your thoughts. I don't think the, the talent on this roster represents the record. I think they should have won more games. I mean, and I've said this before – Morris is one in seven in 50-50 games, games decided by a touchdown or less. If it's just 50-50 in those games, then maybe people aren't outraged right now. Maybe you don't lose the team, splintering or whatever you want to call it. So if he's just 50-50. And I'll say this, Chad doesn't do himself a lot of favors in press conferences not answering questions because people want answers, and he goes around. He never answers the questions. And, I mean, he, he hasn't earned any fans – by his press conferences. And I get, you know, coaches don't want to give things away, but it doesn't answer questions. Got any inside info about Grady leaving? I mean, I'll, I'll tell you what I have heard, and it's not, it's not what people have said. He missed a couple of meetings, okay? He missed a meeting, got suspended for a quarter, missed another meeting right after that. And that's why he's not with the team. And it's not just because of that instance. There's been plenty of other things that have happened with O'Grady. I hate it for him. The guy's got a world of talent, like CJ. CJ and I have always gotten along. Fun guy to cover. Shannon Ernest says, don't lose your street cred trade. David Allen Co. rocks. <laughs> yeah, for those who aren't listening, on my walk and talk after, I said it'd be poetic in the darkest sense, the darkest David Allen Co. sense if Ty Story came in here and left with an SEC win and Chad doesn't have any. I'm in Edgar Allan Poe. Sorry to all you English people out there. My bad. <laughs> Chad would be an OKOC okay somewhere. Oh, yeah. I mean, if he's got talent – I mean, that's the, that's the thing. 
the difference in Clemson talent versus Arkansas talent, when he got there, they had Todd Boyd. They had two wide receivers who went to the NFL, a running back who went to the NFL, a tight end who went to the NFL. They had better talent. They were just kind of waiting for somebody to come in and spark them. Alan Smith says revenue losses over one season far exceed the buyout. They do. I mean, if you consider whoever else would come in and coach would sell all the tickets, you know, and people would come to the games, then, yeah, it would far outseed. I mean, it probably exceeds anyway. I'll say again, like I said in the walk and talk, it's sad when you look at that stadium and they've never filled it up. They've expanded it, and there's not any, like, great pictures of Razorback Stadium because there's not been a lot of night games, and it hasn't been full. I mean, you want a full stadium, get a great picture. There's nobody that's putting a picture on their wall of Razorback Stadium packed out, the new Razorback Stadium, because it hasn't been. Unless somebody gets in there and photo, could somebody Photoshop it maybe, and then you get that picture sold, get some decent pictures of Razorback Stadium out there where it doesn't just look empty. Craig Rush says, do you anticipate major staff change? Oh, oh yeah, Craig, yeah. I would be surprised if there's not staff. You, you can't go through a season like this, back-to-back especially, and not have staff changes. It's just going to happen. Whether it's deserved or not, you won't see it. Rick Taylor says everybody's wanting to see tie play. Jason Long says, yes, Hicks went seven series, and we got one touchdown. Yeah. They shouldn't have started Ben Hicks. They, they always seem to start the wrong quarterback. And I think they might be doing it this game too. And that's – I don't mean to knock on John Stephen Jones. I just – you know, I look at who's who's got the biggest ceiling, who's the future of this program. Is it John Stephen or is it KJ? I mean, come on. Nothing – I don't mean that anything against John Stephen Jones. Paul Ording says, how is the story on KJ is that he has been ready to play? This is – I'm not sure what you're saying there. Shannon Ernest says, don't lose your street cred trade. David Allen Co. rocks. I think I'm going backwards. Coach Morris is using the excuse of a young team. and He's not using the excuse. And I'll say this. Every time I ask a question to Chad or John Chavis, it's like I'm, at, I'm, I'm laying it up for him to make an excuse. I'm not. I just want to know what's going on. What's the problem? But every time I ask a question, they're going, that's an excuse. We're not making an excuse. I want to know what's happening, just like everybody out there, just like all Razorback fans want to know why – are they losing so much? Why do they continue to lose? Why are they having so many problems at quarterback? Why are the blowouts coming at the end of the season? We know how last season ended. You're going to tell me that that team last season, that Mississippi State and Missouri had any business beating them 52-6 to and 38-0? Now, Mississippi State's defense is pretty stout, and it was a road game. But you're going to tell me that those players wanted to be in Columbia last year. They totally let go of the rope. They completely let go of the rope. They did. And right now, the way they played against Mississippi State, it feels like the same thing. Tell me I'm wrong. I'll say this, too, that makes you concerned for Morris, is has anybody talked to anybody? Has anybody talked to anybody that is like, yeah, I mean, just give me more time. I think I think thing. I don't know that any of the fans are behind him right now. And you you change that by winning, okay? There have been coaches, maybe not at Arkansas, but at other places who got off to a rocky start and got things going and turned it around and got the fans back with them. David L. Priest says Matt Campbell won't come here. I heard different things. I'm not saying he will, but I'm not saying he wouldn't be without interest. 
Jay Biggs says, how do you feel about UAB's Bill Clark as coach? They just lost the last game. But I'll say what – that's a discussion for another day. I don't want to go into, like, who are the coaching candidates. I mean, Chad Morris is still the coach here at Arkansas. There's not any strong indication that that's going to change. It wouldn't surprise me if it did. So I don't want to, like, start going down the coaching candidates. As I've said before, it's not my job, and I've never viewed it as such, to, like, lobby for coaches to be fired. Okay, and I'm not going to do that. The only time I ever did it was John Pelfrey, and that's because I felt without question that he needed to go. David L. Priest says, Trey, who would, who would be your number one choice if Morris is fired? After spending 28 years in the Navy, says Jeff Martin, I can see leadership. The AD sitting in a chair completely defeated is unsat. Now, not sure where his head is, but he needs to be aware of his body language to lead the pro. Okay, so, Jeff, here's the deal with that. That could have been an instant. It could have been as he was sitting down and blinking, you know. It could have been an instant. That picture of Muhammad Ali where he's going like that, standing over his opponent, that was like this. And it looks like he's just standing over him, taunting him the whole time. But it wasn't. It was this. It was that quick. So that could have been him. I mean, he could have bumped his knee when he was sitting down. and was like, you know. So, yeah, he may have been like that. But odds are it was a quick snap of a picture, probably mid-blink. But he looks – yeah, he looks super defeated. It's an unfortunate picture. But I would guess, venture a guess, that it's probably just – just happened to catch him right in that moment. Robert Seagrass, who leaves this team if Morris stays? I mean, you're going to see attrition after the season. Greg Gibbons says, my preseason hopes were to win – all non-conference games and at least one SEC game, not unreasonable. I think a lot of fans are like you, Greg. People weren't asking for a lot. Hell, beat San Jose State and Western Kentucky, and you got your four non-conference wins. And win an SEC game or two. Get to a bowl game or just win an SEC game. Nobody's asking for a lot. And as I said with that one in seven against conference games, I mean, if you say just – or one in seven against games that they, they were within a touchdown of winning – you're just asking, hey, just take 50% of those. Take 50% of those. That's just asking for them to beat Colorado State last year, asking them to beat San Jose State, asking them to beat Kentucky or, I mean, or Mississippi State. That's not asking a lot. Not at, nobody, nobody asked for a lot. Nobody asked for a championship. A lot of people didn't even ask for a bowl game. They just wanted to see improvement. And here at the end of the year, you look at what some of these coaches who are in similar situations, no, not many of them are in the SEC, but Tennessee's turning around. Turning, they might go to a bowl game. They got a real shot at going to a bowl game. UCLA's turning things around. I mean, Oregon State. There's a lot of programs out there that are starting to get some momentum. The players are starting to get comfortable buying in. And then you look at Arkansas and it just looks like – just like – I mean, just flailing in the wind, getting blown out in games against opponents that shouldn't have no bit of blown them out. I mean, Patricia Jeremy Ashby says, off subject, what's your opinion of Brandon Allen's NFL debut? I watched it. I watched every play. It's exciting to see Brandon Allen get some action. Well-deserved. The kid's been through a lot. Finally get to play in an NFL game. I thought it was great seeing his family in the photo, in the, uh, in the stands, his dad, Austin, all those guys. Uh, it was just really cool. And – it's been a long time since an Arkansas quarterback has started a game. That guy caught way more flack than he deserved at Arkansas. The thing that, that sucked for Brandon was there wasn't a guy behind him who was ready to go out there and play. So when he hurt his shoulder 
and they played him all year and never really brought up how bad it was that he wasn't practicing all through the week. People made up their mind about him right there. And that was it. But he ended up having a great senior year. Dakin Mano says, did you see the way the team reacted to KJ on the field? Yeah, I thought it was fantastic. That's one reason I think he should start this week. I mean, the players would rally around him this week. If he's the – excuse me. If he's the guy, he's the starter, this team would rally around, get some momentum going, get some energy. Heading into this game, that is a must win. Chad was even asked about, is this a must win? Uh, every game's a must win. This is a must win. Not every game is a must win, Okay. I know I get the coach speak that yeah you want to present every game the same but I mean they cannot lose this game it is a must 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 win three times three times must Chad Morris you cannot lose this football game you can't Bryce Bryce Stubbs says play every fresh there's a balance okay for Chad you want to get this team ready for next year you want to play young guys but you can't lose this football game you cannot lose this game. Bottom line. Nate Davis says, what's up, Biddy? Seriously, I'd seriously vote for you. <laughs> I have no business being head coach. <laughs> I appreciate some people saying that. But, uh, no, I am dramatically underqualified to be a head coach. Bubba Davis says, we want answers, Trey. That's why we're here. Yeah, absolutely. And that is my job is to try to get some answers, try to get some Try to cover the team. Try to make it compelling and interesting for everybody. And Chad makes it hard sometimes. He does. Trey, what do you think if we could get the PA head coach as the OC? I think, I'm surprised Kevin Kelly hadn't gotten a shot somewhere. I really am. I mean, the guy's a great coach. He's been doing it year after year after year. I'm not so sure that, you know, looking – I don't want to go down that road. But, yeah, I mean, Kevin Kelly, I'm surprised he's not a, is not a college coach on some level right now, getting a shot. There have been plenty of other coaches that, um, you know, have similar type of records as he does. Kevin Kelly's a great coach. Nobody, nobody – there's not a single person who would dispute that. Why does Morris have to have notes in his post-game presser to remind him to thank the fans? I don't, I don't know. To be honest with you, I don't even notice that. Kelly Merritt says, I have no issue with Hunter until given a reason to. He has made two hires that seem great preseason. That's a stressful – well, he's just really made the one hire. I mean, really, Eric Musselman has been his only hire, which I think Eric looks on the outset looks like a great hire. I mean, he combines very forward-thinking type of guy with a ton of experience, and that's hard to find. It's hard to find a coach who's got so much experience who's not just stuck in his ways. And I feel like Musselman – always thinks about what's the next thing, okay? That may change. Who knows? And I felt like Chad Morris, you know, coming out, that seemed like, yeah, it's a good fit. Now, it's a risk because he doesn't have a wealth of head coaching experience, but he's been at Clemson. He's learned under Dabo Swinney, been in a winning program there, called great offense, was the highest paid coordinator in the country at one time. And, yes, when you look at, at SMU, there are a lot of hurdles with that program. And Sonny Dykes has done a great job. He's done a great job. There's no question. It's not all on him. And some of you do. You know, people are like, is it his players or is it Chad Morris's players? Is it transferred? Some of it is credited to Chad Morris. Some of it is a credit to Chad Morris. You can't just say it's this or that. It's not. Everybody wants to say it's one thing. It's one. It's this or that. That's the problem. It's not usually one thing. 
But Chad Morris does deserve credit for SMU being in the shape they've been in. Whether SMU fans want to admit that or not, he does deserve some of the credit. Dykes may deserve more. I mean, like Houston Nutt, 98, you have to give some of the credit for that team to Danny Ford. That 96 recruiting class was exceptional. That's his guys. Now, they wouldn't have done the same thing without Nutt coming in and breathing in life into that program. I watched Chad's show last night. He looks like he knows he's done. To be honest, guys, I have not watched a single Chad Morris show, not in two years. I might have watched like the first one or two, but I don't watch them. I just don't. I don't even know what the format is. I don't watch them. Trey, do you have an interview scheduled with C.J. O'Grady? I don't. I don't have that interview scheduled. It's good. It's a good idea, though, Rick. David Shaw, I saw some very excited players when K.J. come in. We went over that take. Brandon Allen was a stud his senior year, says Jeff. All right, everybody. I think we pretty much covered it. Arkansas basketball on Tuesday at 7 o'clock against Rice. I guess it's on SEC Network Plus. So you'll be able to stream the game. I think that's right. I should have looked at that. But I'm excited about basketball season. I'm actually disappointed that I have to cover football Tuesday night because I want to watch the basketball game. But, oh, well. No word on Connor Vanover, I guess. Here we are. Tomorrow's the first game, and there's not even been a ruling. Not even a hold up. We got you from the NCAA. Hold, just hold up a minute. We're just, we're, we'll be there in a second. None of that. Just like, who knows? Who knows if you're going to get Connor Vanover? So that's been disappointing. So I want to remind everybody, plenty of ways to watch and listen. Facebook Live. Throw us that thumbs up if you haven't done so yet. I'll wait. Throw us the thumbs up. YouTube. Be sure to subscribe to the channel and hit the notifications bell, and we'll take a thumbs up from you on there too. You know, anytime people engage with the content, it, it kind of bumps it up in their algorithm. So follow the page on Facebook Live on Facebook if you haven't done so already. Hit that follow button, hit the subscribe button, and the notification button on YouTube. Throw us a thumbs up on both of them if you like the content that we're producing, and um, share it with somebody. Share the content. That always helps. When you share the content, uh, it, it just creates that web, and we want as many people to see it as possible. Always upload to Apple Podcasts. Throw us a five-star review. Right now, we are the number one rated show on Apple Podcasts as it pertains to the Razorbacks with five stars. And I think we're the second most number of reviews. So we want to be the first most. So throw us as many reviews as you can. Also available on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, just about anywhere that you look for for podcasts, we are there. Sign up at hogsports.com right now. As I mentioned, you get CBS All Access right now. You sign up for an annual or monthly subscription at hogsports.com. It's $107.40 for an annual subscription. It's $9.95, $9.95 a month. And CBS All Access allows you to get commercial-free content through all CBS. And so that's, I mean, that's a heck of a deal right there. It's a $99 annual value that you get as long as you have your Hogsports subscription. So if you have Hogsports for seven years, you're going to get seven years of CBS All Access, a $700 value. How are you going to beat that? You're not. You're not going to beat that. So at least sign up for the newsletter if you're not going to subscribe. If you're a more casual Razorback fan, then sign up for the newsletter and get free Razorback content delivered to your email inbox every morning. And 
anytime we have breaking news, a commitment, scheduling, something like that, player leaves, like this morning we sent out a newsletter on CGI O'Grady, but that'll get sent directly to your email inbox. You just go to the middle of the page at hawgsports.com, enter your email address, hit sign up. They'll send you an activation email, activate it, and you're good to go. And you can cancel it anytime if you don't like it, but you're going to want that. You're going to want that information, especially for breaking news. It's really handy to have. But if you want to know what's about to happen, then you need to sign up for the VIP membership. All right, everybody. I want to thank you for joining me. Thank you for putting up with some of my rants here and there. I know I can get passionate. It's just who I am. I care about the program. I'm not going to lie. From this state, went to the University of Arkansas. I'm in the media. I'm in a unique, it's kind of a unique niche I've carved out over the last 17 years, I guess, but it's working for us. So we're going to keep on doing it. Appreciate you for joining us. This has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com. We'll catch you next time.